calling all partners. Losing weight is better together with Nutrisystem's partner plan. In fact, people who diet together lose 20% more weight than dieting on their own. Get new premium meals with up to 30 grams of protein. They're big and filling and taste delicious. Plus, try our new restaurant faves that taste like your favorite restaurant portioned with half the calories. Don't wait. You could win big cash during Nutrisystem's Better Together Partner Plan 100K giveaway. And maybe win the grand prize of $25,000. Just go to Nutrisystem.com slash thin right now and get 50% off plus an extra $50 off your first month. You heard me right. Go to Nutrisystem.com slash thin right now and get 50% off plus an extra $50 off. Don't wait. This partner plan offer will not last long. Just go to Nutrisystem.com slash thin right now and get 50% off plus an extra $50 off. Go to Nutrisystem.com slash thin. See website for details on our two-month subscription offer. No purchase necessary. Open only to U.S. residents over 21. Void where prohibited. Runs December 25 through April 4th, 2022. For official rules, visit Nutrisystem.com. Sponsored by Nutrisystem, Inc. This week, we're going to be talking about some of the shows we've been watching. But first, just wanted to let you know you can contact us on email at tvdumpcast at gmail.com, Twitter at tvdumpcast, Facebook at facebook.com slash tvdumpcast, or you can give us a five-star rating on iTunes if you listen to us that way. So first up, we've got The Walking Dead premiere. Season four uh, kicked off this week. What did you think about it? Um, yeah, I thought it was I thought it was outstanding. We've got we've got a couple of new characters coming in, uh, some of whom we uh, barely even get to learn their names before they get eaten by zombies. Um, oh, that! And... Uh, if we're talking about one of them, I I literally as soon as he appeared on screen, I got my stopwatch out. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know who you are. Oh right, you're, yeah, you're just fodder, aren't you? <laughs> you're gonna die in a gruesome way for me later, and it's gonna be really entertaining. Great. Yeah. I well, I couldn't have predicted how he went, but he yeah, did he go. He's going to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's it's quite cool. I mean, there's it's moving forward. They're moving forward as a group as well as the show moving forward. The characters are developing quite nicely. We're still at the prison. Yeah, we are still at the prison, but they're they're doing different stuff at the prison now, aren't they? And well, they seem to be, uh, I'd say, worryingly lax about the ever-increasing horde that seems to be <laughs> gathering around them. Yeah, but, they've uh, gotten quite comfortable, haven't they? I kept it at arm's length as they were getting to uh, in Season 3. Basically, the events of Season 3 led to a bit of a mix-around in the cast. People went and we've got new people coming. It's always going to be the case in a show like this. It's always was going to have a high staff turnover, let's say. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, that's the entire premise. The Walking Dead isn't the zombies, it's the survivors. You know, how long have they got? They're going to be dead soon. Um, uh, well, I mean, we can't talk too much about exactly what happens because Ian hasn't actually watched this one yet, has he? And uh, he's slightly behind. I am so. slightly behind. Many people have said that. <laughs> I am specifically with this episode, yes. So you watched all of season three, or or you didn't quite make it that I watched, far? I think about fifty percent of season three. There was okay. There was a white dress and a phone call and some other stuff. Was that season three or was that season two? That was season three. So, yeah. So I watched some of that, and then it, I just 
I just lost interest. But I'll go back. I think season the, four sounds like it's going back to what it was. The second half of season three definitely uh, dropped off a bit after a very strong pre-Christmas offering. There was the big standoff in Woodbury and kind of it all went a bit crap. Like flooded along, really, didn't it? Yeah, it went a bit season two. I mean, we've got we can't forget this show's had quite a few problems, budget restrictions, and different showrunners. But I just don't think it's a show that's ever going to stop. I mean, the the comic it's based on is running and running, and there's no like end goal. They are just surviving week to week, and that's that's my main concern about it. Really, is when are they going to kill it? You know, will they ever stop it? I don't. I don't think they will. It's and with uh, Mad Men ending and Breaking Bad, it's the it's the big show AMC have. They're even put, making a spin off of it. Yeah, it broke some amazing records as well. There's, it's uh, it blew Breaking Bad out of the water with its uh, season premiere this week. Zombies. Yeah, everyone loves a zombie, don't they? Yeah, they're dead cool. They are. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> we've got um. I mean, I'd like to see a few things happen this series. We've got we've got Carl. He is obviously starting to go a little bit doolally, being as he's been brought up in a world with the with the dead walking and all his mates and family getting killed off one by one. No water pistols for this kid. No, no, just magnums. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to see where they take his character. They could they could obviously take it pretty dark side, and I'm kind of hoping they do. Be good to see uh, see what he's capable of. Well, yeah, you've got all the uh, the foresight of the of the of the graphic novels to uh, kind of get hyped up about, I suppose. I have a bit, yeah. Although he's um, he does he does go he does go pretty bad in the graphic novels, but I'm thinking they're going to take it worse in the show. And of course, we've got these uh, two new characters starting. Yeah, that's uh, that's gonna shake things up a bit certainly but um yeah i mean at the moment it's kind of the rick and daryl show there's it, it's good but i'm not really caring too much about most of the characters apart from them too all the interesting stuff seems to center around them i noticed uh daryl um managed to find uh some hair dye <laughs> yeah they're so sexing him up aren't they well, they could get him to wash a bit, maybe, and stop sucking his fingers so much. He definitely looks a lot cleaner than season one now. Yeah, this is true. Yeah, they're, they're losing the good-looking chaps in the show, though, aren't they, I suppose? So they need something for the ladies. Yeah, I suppose. I just found that a little bit um, uh, true-bloody, sort of, like, oh, really? <laughs> uh, I didn't find it quite as bad as that. I did notice that he was uh, looking a bit more healthy now, but... He's, he's still still a full-on redneck, isn't he? I don't think every girl that watches the show is going to go for that. Cool. Okay. <laughs> Shall we move on to another show now? Yeah, let's. Yes. Okay. Um, tell us about House of Cards, John. Oh, House of Cards, yeah. I've, I've just started getting into this. It's been uh, available on Netflix as a Netflix exclusive for quite a while now. Um, but, yeah, you've got Kevin Spacey giving a virtuoso performance. He plays Congressman Francis Underwood. And um, he is basically a nasty bastard. Uh, it's kind of hard to describe how much I hate this character. He's he's the antithesis of everything that I dislike in politics. <laughs> um, he's just basically backstabbing, double-crossing, just like a low-down, dirty motherfucker. Um, 
and he just uh, throughout the series he just seems to be gradually screwing over everybody that he works with uh, to get himself ahead. The premiere of it, or the first few episodes, was directed by um, Fincher, wasn't it, David Fincher? Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's very nicely done. The, the whole thing's very slick. Uh, Spacey's amazing in it. He kind of steps aside and talks to the camera at times and explains what his actions mean and why he's doing it, just to give you a, a proper insight into just how evil he is. Breaking the fourth wall. Yeah, exactly, like. yeah. Oh, um, cool. No, it's it's definitely worth a watch. It's it's an outstanding show. It's just um, you, you're gonna struggle with how much how dislikable he is. The the problem I have with with a lot of these American political shows, like maybe The West Wing and stuff, is I know it's all thematically true, but I just have a bit of trouble understanding the whole American political system. Is it is it quite heavy like that, or, or, or do they kind of explain it all quite well? Yeah, it is quite heavy, heavily political, but it is quite well explained. The, the complicated bits are following the the sort of little seeds that he's planted with people, and uh, you know, like following the threads through what his goals and aims are with everyone that he's surrounded by, because it's his manipulations that really make the show stand out. So, yeah, the the politics are reasonably complicated, but it, it's nothing too much to handle. It's not it's not like the West Wing where, you know, that's very much you'd have to understand the system to understand what the hell is going on. It's it's not like that, but it's still a very complicated, intelligent show. Cool. Have you watched any of that, Ian? Uh, I watched the start of the first one, but found Spacey quite distracting quite early on. <laughs> so not followed that through. But I think uh, now John's given a, a better explanation of what we can expect. I think I think we'll give it a go again. Cool, cool. And that's uh, that's available on Netflix. It's actually exclusive to Netflix, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Well, I have been struggling along with Agents of Shield. Poor <laughs> oh, man. Why I've... have you been struggling along with it? Well, because it's not very good, is it? <laughs> Do you think we're the right wildly. target audience? to be judging it like that is it a bit Star Wars where the first ones were all of the right age or some of us were perhaps and it was great but when the prequels came out we all went oh well it's not Star Wars is it but the kids were still loving it yeah I think there's a big element of it not being for us damn it damn it yeah I mean the thing is um, it's difficult when you've got a Marvel branded show you're, you're kind of setting up expectations straight away because of their their pedigree on the big screen. And I mean, sure enough, the, the premiere opens up with like, you know, big explosion, superpowers, special effects. But it's not really that show. You know, they can't possibly deliver on that. That None of the main cast are superheroes. They're all agents. And uh, they fly around in a big plane and uh, visit a different movie set each week, basically, from what I can gather. Um, it's a bit Charlie's Angels, isn't it? It is, it is, yeah. But I kind of hope that the uh, the Joss Whedon-y kind of setup and dialogue and characters, I thought that would kind of pull me through. But yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I've kind of made this sort of rule to myself that I will give it the benefit of the doubt until um, the new Thor movie comes out. Yep. Because I figure there could be some awesome fanboy service uh, tie-in there. We've already had a a cameo from someone I won't say who because it annoyed me when I found out before I watched it um, but yeah someone showed up and it was a bit of a 
post credits little skit but you know it was kind of cool to know that the show is still rooted in that world i don't know who it was i think i do know who it was but for that person to show up for a couple of minutes at the end of the show that's not rooting that show in the lore of the avengers that's paying lip service to the fans the other 41 minutes are what the show should be about and everybody should be excited about the stories of the main show not the fact that whoever it is showed up at the end and that's i think that's the problem with the show if you're relying on getting these people in or second rate parts from the movies in to make the show exciting then you failed i was just going to say i can i can quite happily sort of tune my way through um a load of the the kids stuff you know like the as far as dc goes like batman the brave and the bold or uh, some of the crappy uh, Marvel cartoons that have come out. But the thing about this is, yeah, it, like you say, there's, there's nothing interesting going on. It's just, it's kind of like CSI in the Avengers world. Yeah, well, I, I think they need to maybe just rein in the special effects stuff a bit and, and kind of, you know, reset people's expectations slightly and, yeah, and actually come up with some good stories that are that are gripping. I mean, the third episode that neither of you have seen um, references this... Um, gravitonium uh, which is this new element and uh, I believe that actually sets up a, a a known villain in in the Marvel Universe that could come back later and and, and to be honest the special effects are cool I mean there was some really cool like practical uh, you know like some a room that was kind of going uh, upside down um, and, and and like reminded me a bit of Inception so, so I mean, they've got loads of money to throw at this show. Um, it's just a case of... Um... I have to question the, the effects were really good. They weren't really good in the first episode. I say really good. I mean by sort of TV standards. I, they, and I don't mean cable TV standards. Sure. I mean like... They weren't Dexter quality. but <laughs> No, no, we could never expect they were, that. They were stunning. certainly going that low. Um, yeah. And that's another... I think that's another strike against it when the movies have such amazing effects. 99% of the time for the show to have good effects 50% of the time it doesn't really do it much favours many favours yeah I don't know I've kind of I, I, watched, I had a week off recently and I was watching it kind of like in the morning with my breakfast and I was like oh, this isn't too offensive and um, I and I'm also kind of intrigued about the whole Agent Coulson storyline um, as much as people were kind of like Huh? Why is he in that? He died, you know, in Avengers. Spoiler alert for the Avengers. Um, they turned that into a into a plot point, you know. Uh, it's like, oh yeah, and you died, you know. They say that in the show, and they're being deliberately vague about it. Yeah, um, oh, he, yeah. He he doesn't know what happened. They no. did in the first one, didn't they? That's it. He. I don't think he knows. So, uh, and some of the other characters do. So yeah, I think I think that that could be interesting. Do you think if you were not as old and jaded as you are, it would be more fun than, than it is. Oh, yeah, like pre-24, I think I'd be lapping this up. Right, cool. But, yeah, I think of it like it's the Americans doing Doctor Who sort of thing, you know? <laughs> but maybe not quite that good. God, there's something that's bound to happen eventually. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Okay, moving on then. John, you've been watching Peaky Blinders. What's have, this? Yeah. Um, it's actually quite awesome. It's uh, it's a BBC Two show, so I think I figured we should actually talk about some British TV at some point. Yeah, um, go on then. yeah. Um, it's set just after World War One in the slums of Birmingham, 
and it's kind of like a period criminal drama. Um, it's based around, they, there was actually gangs back then called the Peaky Blinders, and they, they're called that because they sew uh, razor blades into their flat caps and whip them off and strike people across the face with them. <laughs> Sounds kind of like a certain Bond villain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess it's a bit like odd job. <laughs> like a, like a brummy odd job. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, so it's got... Uh, your main character is uh, Cillian Murphy, who um, he plays Thomas Shelby. He's a decorated war hero. Uh, Cillian Murphy was Scarecrow in Dark Knight Rises. He was in yep. Project Days Later as well. Yeah, and Inception and a few other things. He's quite, he's quite a big Hollywood actor. Um, but yeah, so he, his family gang go out and do all kinds of stuff, but they get into a bit of trouble because they... And this is the setup from from episode one, so... It's kind of a spoiler, but you're going to know about it within the first 10 minutes anyway. So uh, they, they steal what they think is a load of whiskey, uh, but it turns out to be machine guns bound for Syria. And as the government is kind of fearful of a communist revolution at that point, they everybody shits their pants. Winston Churchill sends uh, Sam Neill's character over. Um, Sam Neill. Sam Neill. Can't in, go wrong with the Neill, can you? Yeah, no. and himself. Uh, so yeah, they send him over from Belfast to sort it all out and find out who's stolen these guns. And uh, yeah, drama ensues. Is Sam Neill like a real brutal bastard in it? Uh, yeah, he he is a oh, brilliant hard cop. Um, yeah, he's he's just got back from sorting out the IRA in Belfast, and uh, yeah, he's right for another fight. <laughs> cool. Yeah, he, he's a complete bastard, and he, he does whatever he needs to. You know, there's beatings, there's tortures, there's the whole lot. Do you know how long the, it's running for? Because they're up to like episode six now, I think. And um... yeah, I think it's episode six this week. Um, the whole thing's on iPlayer for anyone that's interested in watching. Um, cool. But I don't know how long. But they they were talking about the finale, so I think we've only got a couple more out of it before that's the end. Cool. I I think it's actually going to expire soon. So if you want to catch up, you're going to have to like pretty soon. So I was I was contemplating getting stuck into it myself it's worth a look i mean you'll know if you like it from the first episode if you don't you can always drop it then but um it's it's really high quality stuff it's it's pretty cinematic um it's it's kind of it feels very large the way it's shot your main your main man is on a horse quite a lot it it just it feels kind of cowboyish yeah it's also quite intimate at the same time there's you know there's love stories going on there's uh there's, a, there's some really good female characters which you wouldn't expect if you if you saw the trailer for it or the first episode. Uh, it sort of feels like it's going to be it's going to be all about the boys and the fights they get into. But no, there, there's some really nicely developed, strong female characters as well. Cool. Uh, sorry, the internet suggests there are only six episodes. Oh, oh really? Yeah. Oh, so that's it. Like just one more to go for me then. Yeah. Oh. And get stuck in soon, guys, if you're going to watch it, because they'll take it off iPlayer. Well, if it's only six, then I might get stuck in. That's the trouble when you're watching so many different shows. It's like, oh, God, do I have to commit to another 13 hours? Like, <laughs> The only thing that I have found slightly jarring is the soundtrack. It's good, but it's kind of like um, whoever they got into the sound has just plugged in their iPod and put on their favourite track list. Um, <laughs> it's stuff yeah. like, you know, it's set it's... in... Uh, it's set in like 1919 or whatever, whenever it is in Birmingham, but you've got the white stripes, yeah. Nick Cave stuff like that. It's um, it's a it doesn't really fit with the with the period or or the, the sort of flow of the show for me. 
they did that a bit in a show called Hell on Wheels. Um, oh, yeah. Where they had a big sort of like opening scene set to Mumford and Sons where you've got loads of cowboys and Indians sort of squaring off against each other. Actually worked pretty well, though. I think I sold you on that show, didn't I, And on that basis? <laughs> yes, the trailer did make it look great. Did you actually ever watch it? Didn't have enough hours in the day. <laughs> That's it, yeah. I've still got um, season three of that to watch, actually. Okay, um, I'm going to talk about The Office, the US Office. They're kind of, I think they've finished the actual show now, um, so I'm a couple of years behind, but I, I, I caught up on nearly all of it last year, and I was a bit cynical about this show at first uh, when I first heard about it, obviously it being a remake of a quite beloved U- uh, UK show um, by Ricky Gervais and Stephen Merchant. But yeah, um, it's it started off, the first season of it started off almost like a shot-for-shot remake. Uh, you've got um, Michael Scott played by Steve Carroll, and um, basically all the other characters on the show are like alter e- American alter egos of the UK ones. But over the years it's been on, they've expanded the cast, gone in so many different directions with it, and most importantly... It's still funny. Have you guys ever seen it? I haven't, I'm afraid. Because oh, I really don't like him. Oh. So. Well, that's gonna. That's normally the deal breaker for a lot of uh, comedy yeah. shows, especially, is if you yeah, don't get you their really humour. Like no, I, I certainly get American humour, but I don't like the actor who's playing the lead. He, he's, he's not... He just annoys me. But I think so. he plays on that a lot in the show and it kind of works for that reason also it's a it's more of an ensemble piece now um it, whereas the uk show really centered around ricky gervais's character steve carroll he's kind of like an anchor point i suppose and he can't help but be in it a lot but honestly um rain wilson's uh, character dwight Schrute is just hilarious he's he's basically the uh equivalent of um Oh God, I forget his name in the UK show. Now I've been watching this so much, but the the geeky guy, you know, the one that was like the boffin, and uh, but but they've kind of spun it in this way where he's like got this mad kind of uh, farm, and uh, uh, you know, it's like shroots. We're we you know we're bred in captivity and all this stuff, and he's like he's well into like uh, you know his larping, and he does like sort of like. Uh, street watch patrols and and just loads of crazy stuff the last episode i watched was so hilarious like him and jim who's like the main uh the guy that's with pam uh the main couple in it um they they kind of ended up having this snowball fight and it just got out of control and <laughs> basically jim was so terrified he couldn't leave the building because he wasn't sure what dwight was going to do next and uh he basically because <laughs> he burst out earlier in the episode dwight burst out of a snowman to get him uh, in the car park, and when he gets out, he's, it's really late at night, he stayed after hours, and uh, and he comes out of the building, and there's just like about 20 snowmen in the car park, <laughs> and he's like walking through the car park really gingerly, like, it's like any one of them could be Dwight, and of course Dwight's up on a rooftop cackling away, <laughs> all the fear he's sort of okay, instilled that, that in him. Okay, sound like it's worth a watch. It yeah, is it funny, so I... It's definitely uh, worth a shot, and I've watched, um, I'm not sure how many episodes are there, I'm just on Netflix at the moment, uh, seven seasons, and, oh so we, god. So we've talked about five things so far, and <laughs> I want to watch four of them. 
There's like about 150 episodes of this on Netflix. It's ridiculous. Oh my God. 150? Yeah, they're all like... Are they oh, okay, 20 minutes. Excellent. It's like 20 minutes. That's what I mean. I'll watch like one of them when I'm like ironing or l- at lunch or, you know, just got five minutes. It's it's like my, uh, my, my, um, like you say you watch NYPD Blue, like dip in and out sort of thing. Yeah. I, this is my, uh, OCD way of doing it where I just find a 20 minute show <laughs> and I just put it on when yes. I've got, you know, right. when I just need something to do. But yeah, it's got, uh, five stars on. Uh, Netflix, 7 million ratings. Oh, average of 3.9 stars, sorry. but I don't know. I think it's really funny. It's obviously two years out of date, so some of the jokes are a little bit current, but not current, if that makes any sense. Yeah, they would have been current a couple of years back. But, um, yeah, no, it's, uh, it's, it's really funny. Ed Helms is in it as well, who was, uh, I think, I think he was in that before The Hangover, or kind of at the same time, um, and he's kind of adopted the musical side of David Brent, so there's a lot of him and, uh, another one of the guys, they end up doing a lot of musical stuff in it that's a little bit cringeworthy at times, but, I don't know, I just think it's a genius show. But it's not Glee, right? It's not Glee, no, no. There is an episode though where they where they go to a Glee party, and uh, Ed Helms's character ends up uh, taking these grim powders, imbibing them, and oh god, it just goes completely mental. But yeah, anyway, plenty of comedy there. I was just going to move on to Homeland if uh, if if people are sick of me going on about The Office. Uh, go, yeah, that's cool. I've I've only watched the the uh, season premiere so far. Uh, okay. Well, I just uh, just watched season uh, episode three just before I came on here, and uh, oh my god, I won't say anything, but yeah, bleakest episode ever. Well, it wasn't that bleak. It didn't put me in a great mood. Afterwards. No. Okay. We can talk about the first one. We can talk about the show in general up to season yeah, yeah. three. I think is fair. Yep. Um, but yeah, warning: there may be mild spoilers for. Season one and two of Homeland. Season one, based on the Israeli series Prisoners of War or something that was basically the same plot but with a different ending. Uh, it comes up with that still, but it's only season one, is it, that it was based on? I think the Israeli version was a single season affair, uh, as, uh, the end, as the ending was different, I believe. So- I haven't, I've not seen the Israeli version, so I'm not sure about that, but I think... The US version, as they frequently do when they make a US version, will take the ending and do something with it so they can get another season out of it. Kind of like the, what they did with the US Office. <laughs> uh, and with the and with the All killings, twenty seasons of it, or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. If they have, a, if they come across something good, you gotta mine it for all it's worth. Which is why I was surprised Breaking Bad ended so quickly. But there you go. Yeah, they're being offered a lot of money to make a couple more episodes, aren't they? But they looks like it's going to get turned down. Yeah, I I was kind of miffed that um, Homeland ended the way it did um, and still got a season two order. I mean, they really did write themselves into a corner there. Really? I thought they ended it reasonably well. Well, I mean, in the sense that it's it felt like they'd kind of um, bailed a bit, you know, like it yeah, all seemed they, to be bottled it. Yeah, they needed a a second season to happen, so they couldn't go through with. Yeah, if things went out with a bang at the end of the first season, the second season would be a bit scuppered, wouldn't it? Yeah. What do we think of season two, then? Um, it just seems 
for me, a little bit more of the same so far. But like I say, I'm only I'm only on the season premiere at the minute, so I'm going I'm going to stick it out. I I just felt that um it didn't really grab me as the start of a new series. I was expecting something much more to to happen. We should probably backtrack a little and just explain what the show's about for those yeah. who haven't watched it. So basically, you've got uh Carrie Matheson's an, a CIA agent, but she's also got a bit of a well, she's got some mental issues, let's say. Um, and then you've got Brody, who's a character that was uh, imprisoned in a uh, in in Iraq um, yep. for like eight years. Uh, comes back as like a hero. Um, they they find him basically. They they liberate him from his captors, and he comes back a hero. Um, but then it's soon kind of realised that you know he might be actually a double agent working for terrorists in a plot to kill the vice president. I think I got all that right, didn't I? Yep, that's correct. I think you did. Yep. Okay. But then, yeah, so everything pointed to that assassination happening at the end of season one, but we're now on season three. So <laughs> <laughs> there was um, also, yeah, Carrie Matheson's and uh, Brody end up hooking up, which makes things even more complicated because they've got a bit of a relationship going on. Brody does loads of despicable stuff because he's kind of being blackmailed by the terrorists. Gets oh, a knife through his hand by the nasty... Quinn or Flint, whatever his name is. Yeah, Quinn is a bit of a, a bit of a badass. <laughs> and at the end, this season does go out with a bang, or season two does go out with a bang. Oh yeah, big time. And there's a lot of soul swaggering around with his fancy beard. <laughs> he does have a most excellent beard. He, he does. does yeah. He looks a bit like an owl. Yeah, like <laughs> a really wise old owl. He looks like he needs to. Get on his knees and be a dwarf in Lord of the Rings. Well, that sounded a bit ambiguous, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I say to all the sailors: get on your knees and be a dwarf. No. <sighs> be a dwarf, you bearded man. <laughs> <laughs> this show's pretty good quality, I think. Overall, um, you've got a, a compelling anti-hero, at least in season one and two. Um, I thought Brody was a pretty compelling anti-hero. You were never quite sure of his allegiances, in a similar way to the whole Walter White Heisenberg thing in a, in a way. Um, and also then you've got Carrie Matheson played by the award-winning Claire Danes. Uh, she's won the Emmy for this role twice. And um, yeah, I think it's a pretty good two-hander really. I don't want to say too much about this season, but let's just say they've given it time to reset Carrie's character um, without Brody. let's just say. It does kind of feel like they're going back to the beginning of season one and we're going to get perhaps some of that again I don't know I, that's not a spoiler at all but no um, I, I would certainly hope that we're going to get a fresh influx of drama and conspiracy this time and not have all the loose ends being tied up very nicely like we had in season two which was just a bit crazy towards the end of it and a little bit too mad seasons of 24 yeah, um, and that's that's really my worry with the show that it starts really well, great ideas to start with, and then they run out of ideas, and it just becomes twenty four, where it becomes nonsense plot of the season, and that lasts a couple of episodes, and then we get something else, else even more nonsense to mm. move forward because they have to fill the time. Yeah, I'm not going to go into specifics, but there was some absolutely fantastic symbology in this last episode, um, where Brody's at and where Carrie is at, 
Yeah, um, and that's and that's what I mean about. I hope they're going to use that to reset it. Yeah. Um, montage. No. It, it it was almost a montage, but it, thankfully without the cheesy music. Oh, just there were a lot of parallels for for where they are with their characters. Right. Yeah. Um, and I think that bodes well. Yeah, I just think it's like showcasing a a level of artistry that not a lot of other shows at the moment are showing. Um, and I, I've, at the moment, I think it's it's my favourite show on TV at the moment. I don't think there's a lot else on TV like it. It's, are there any kind of any other kind of conspiracy, spy, terroristy type ones? I, I'm not even really talking about genre. Just like the the sort of approach, really, like the 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 time they're taking with the characters and the plot. And yeah, the only other one that was a bit like it was uh, Sleeper Cell, which was quite a quite a good show that was on a few years back. I don't know. Except for the second season, time. which wasn't. Yeah, the first series was amazing, though. The first series was really interesting, and for an insight into uh, the Muslim community being portrayed as normal people instead of terrorists, which all of them aren't people, yeah. it, it was really interesting and insightful. Um, but the second season just lost its way and became a shoot 'em up really quick. Yeah, it was it was entertaining the second one, but it's just because the bar was set pretty high by the first, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I didn't second album. I didn't see any of that. It, it didn't really make it too big, I don't think. It was kind of like a, a, a bit of a sleeper. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the lead actor in it uh, plays the robot in Almost Human, which starts soon. The oh, yeah. Abrams sci-fi thing. Uh, yeah. What's his name? Michael Eames or something? I think it's Michael Eames. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. He was really good. He was really good. And I'm looking forward to him in the next, in the sci-fi thing. Cool. Okay, well, I don't really want to talk about this much more because I'm worried about spoilers so much. Um, we'll probably come back to it again once the show's over. Um, expect quite a few spoiler casts, I guess, towards the end of the year, I think. Okay. Cool, okay. Um, so that's all we have time for for now. Um, don't forget, you can email us on tvdumpcast at gmail.com, contact us on Twitter at tvdumpcast, or on Facebook at facebook.com slash tvdumpcast. Uh, give us a five-star rating on iTunes if you can, and uh, can people contact you guys anywhere specific? Uh, I am on Twitter. Surprisingly, Fat Man Dumping was available. <laughs> cool. And um, you can get me at Wobbly John. I'm at Bobby Rocker, that's B-O-B-I-R-O-K-A, um, and yeah, that's all for now, uh, until next time, bye bitches. Socks are the number one most requested item in homeless shelters. Underwear is the second, shirts are third. At Bombas, socks were first. Made with comfortable details for everyday wearing. Then underwear and shirts too. All designed to perfectly fit. At Bombas, every item you purchase means you're donating an essential clothing item to someone in need. One comfortable clothing item for you, one donated to someone in need. Bombas. Comfort for all. Get 20% off your purchase at bombas.com comfy.